Welcome to the Inspired Wild Podcast. I'm Trevin Stolzis, and we are in a tent. It's a little bit humid in here. Yeah. Um, we're going to... Uh, Feels like a tropical I, oasis. A, a sauna. It's yeah. hot like a sauna in here. Um, have you ever seen the, the progressive with Flo? When she goes, it's hot, it's hot like a sauna. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I so I've it. got Lane Walter to my left sitting on a cot. I've got Eric Whiting to my right sitting on a cot. And we are going to touch base. And I, wanna, I can't wait to hear about your Colorado archery mule deer hunt that you guys drew in a pretty dang good area. I mean, if you look at the stats... In, in respect of to what's available, it's a pretty good area. Lane, tell us a little bit. You were familiar with this unit. Kind of introduce the hunt. Yeah, so my mom had drawn that unit the year before, and I went out there with her, and we were just seeing all kinds of 150, 160-inch bucks every day. It was fun. She got a ton of stocks in. It was just a really good unit. I had enough points to draw it, and so when Eric and I were at the ATA show. Yeah, that's right. We were talking, and he was like, yeah, I got 11 points. I don't know what to do. And I was like, I got 11 points, and this is what I'm doing. You should put in, and we'll do a hunt together. And he was like, sweet, done. done. Yep. And we both drew and ended up out there. And so I had a little bit of lay of the land from hunting with my mom the year before, but it was a little bit different once we got there because for some reason we were not seeing the same bucks I was seeing <laughs> when I was there the year before. Hunting the exact same area, but just not seeing the same bucks. Yeah. Introduce you guys' relationship and how you guys met and all of that stuff and, and how this hunt came together. How, how you even knew it, him at ATA to say this? Uh, we met through Iron Will Broadheads. Yeah. You were part owner at the time. Yep. And I was just doing a little bit of video stuff with them. And then mm-hmm. he got over a backbone. And so when you got over a backbone, you're like, hey, do you want to meet up at ATA show and talk? So we were meeting at the Sitka booth. And that's how we actually got together. And yep. That was the first time we there. And uh, I, yeah, was that the first time that we met? That was the first time we actually met in person. Oh, yeah. And like five minutes later, we're planning this hunt together. It was <laughs> awesome. And I'm, I think that's how I met you too, is through backbone. Yeah. Yep. So mm-hmm. uh, at the time we were working with Sloan, it was before Sloan went over to Yeti, yep. Sloan Brown, mm-hmm. good friend of ours. And we've been working with uh, Backbone a little bit, and then you came on and basically came on, and, and you had the accounts that we were using. Right. So yep. it was awesome, and we got to meet up with you and, and, and sit and talk and get to know you a little better. So 11 points. What did you think when he said, hey, I got this area? Well, you know, I was just ready to, to spend some points because I've been seeing muleys on my elk hunts all the time, and I'm like, so frustrated i can't ever put in a stock on them and that now is the kind of frustration the impetus for me and i'm like why am i getting 11 points why am i still putting in for points every year i don't know what i'm gonna spend them on i don't know if i'll even see deer better than the ones i'm already seeing elk hunting right so how am i going to spend these points where am i going to do it and then it was just crazy that that lane brought up the same issue and uh had the exact same amount of points, and it was a pretty much a sure thing putting in for the draw with eleven points. And you guys want to say where you were? Yeah, the, oh yeah, we can yeah, say no where we were in unit two hundred one. And it was funny. What started the conversation was we wanted to do a high country deer hunt. And he's like, I just got so many points. I'm like, Yeah, I'm burning mine this year because <laughs> I have eleven. And he's like, That's what I got. So yeah, we just we both want to hunt a unit that takes one point. Right. We yeah. got eleven points. We're not going to burn the eleven points on that. So we're like, Well, this unit usually takes 10 points so let's just put it for it. it's a guaranteed draw basically and that's what we did yep sure, so sure enough. 
give me a little history of your we know lane and we know how his bow hunting uh you know tradition and, and heritage he has and his comp coming from a competitive uh competition of your family really a lot of your your mom competes and stuff like that what's your bow hunting history yeah uh good question it was it was really you know i, I hunted a little bit in high school and in college uh with a rifle was never actually successful at all um it was it was a like a fair weather hunting situation i'd be back at the diner by 10 a.m <laughs> and then it wasn't until after college i got back uh back to the mountains here in colorado and um my i grew up in in the mountains here and, and saw the, the old bow of my dad's in the garage and i'm like well that's just been hanging there forever why don't i give it a shot and so uh um, what, what year was this this was probably 10 years ago okay yeah uh, and I mean, this is a, one of the original compound bows there, there even was, I mean, it was, I don't know, it's probably from 1980 ish. Right. Do and, you remember the brand? Uh, Proline two, I think. So is I had it a was. point blank Proline point blank. Uh huh. Yeah. That's like 83, <laughs> 84 maybe. Yeah. Old school, yeah. old school. He, they don't even exist. They're not even a company anymore. No, I, I had no idea what kind of bow this was and i found broadheads in an old baby jar in the garage with uh rate you know basically old razor blades and so you know this is this is probably may and i say okay i'm gonna learn to bow hunt i need something something new to do and i love being out in the woods and so did a couple scouting missions and and it was a whole new deal for me i actually had never been camping by myself before um or any of it so so much of it was new and i remember going to the archery shop in town at at the time um which which no longer exists because i couldn't hit the target 10 feet away from me with the bow like i would go out there with his bow draw back let her rip and comp like not even close not even close and i mean this is before youtube really fired up so there wasn't too much too much learning to be done out there and so I, I go over to the pro shop and he says okay let's see what you got and i let her rip and and we're maybe 10 yards away from the target and i miss by probably 10 yards <laughs> <laughs> break the arrow and he's like okay he takes me back inside put it puts a peep sight on there he gives me a a release because none of that was happening on the bro right, right. um and and so that was kind of the start of it went out hunting that year and um, you know, gotten just incredible experiences. My blood was boiling out of fear, almost got killed by lightning. Um, and just incredible sunsets with, with elk on the mountainside. Um, never was any, in any real situation though, to kill an elk. And so I spent the whole next year training on or studying on forums and, um, learning how to hunt basically and, and that did you go solo that first year yeah so was that, that first, first night in the tent backpacked in i remember my first night doing it i was, was terrified <laughs> like that's what i mean blood boiling i had never been so scared all my life i camped in the worst spot possible amongst all these dead trees and so they're creaking and breaking all night long I'm like, huh, th th that one right there, definitely bear. It's coming for me. I know it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and so that very first night, like I, I went out there camp the night before opening day 
and I'm like, I was so tempted to get in my car and just leave, <laughs> but uh, stayed through the night. Well, you know, was didn't have to wake up. I was already wide awake, you know, by the time I needed to get up and was on the mountain all, well, until about 6 p.m. And by 6 p.m. I was just like, I can't, I can't be out here anymore. My feet are toasted. I can't stand them on anymore. I've been walking all day. I had my purple fanny pack with a Gatorade in it, you know, out of Gatorade, <laughs> like totally unprepared. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but it was a blast. I was, I was hooked right then. And, and how many experiences can you get where, where you're out there and, and like you're, you're genuinely have, have these real emotions come across you, you know, that that's what was, was it for me. Can't, can't buy those feelings. And so what was the lightning? You mentioned lightning. What, what happened oh, with man. the lightning on that one? Cause I know we've talked about it a little bit, yeah. but I don't think Trevin's heard this story and it's really just a good one. So much happened that day and it had nothing to do with seeing any elk cause I'd saw zero elk, <laughs> uh, but ended up getting to the top of this ridge and, and just about the time I'd got to the top, um, and I could see over and, and it was more of like a, a peakish ridge, small, small peak ridge. Just about the time I could see the other side, there's this massive storm cloud right on the other side coming my way. I'm like, oh no. And it had been such a great day up until then. And storm cloud rolls in and I'm like charging down the mountain to cover as fast as I can. And just about the time I get to some cover, um, it just all, all the lightning lets loose. And I'm on, kind of on the wrong side of this valley that I want to be on. And so I, I, I say, okay, can I think I can make it across this little meadow to the next cover and kind of get over there before the lightning hits? And I say, okay, I'm going to go for it. And my heart's beating like crazy already. So pumped full of adrenaline. And I take one half step towards the meadow to get across where I need to go. And the lightning just explodes right on top of me. And I crash to the ground and crawl back underneath the tree and like okay uh, i'm not gonna do it i'm, I'm staying here for now <laughs> and then i mean I, I remember climbing out of that little draw too that day like my heart was beating so fast that i was gonna have a heart attack i mean it was just it it punched me so hard that day and i was so absolutely whooped and exhausted i mean just by 6 p.m with zero chance of being in any elk whatsoever and uh but but that was it for whatever reason that hooked me and and, and that's what i like about it hell yeah <laughs> so since then i had been basically putting in for deer points so it must have been about 11 years or so and uh and then came meeting Lane and seeing him at ATA, Unit 201. And I mean, I, I knew those were the kind of the trophy units in Colorado for both deer and elk. I, I didn't know for sure it was a trophy for deer. Um, heard a lot more about it for elk, and, and I hadn't hunted deer before. I'd, I'd been an elk hunter almost exclusively up until yeah, and I so didn't, then. I didn't know that when we were talking. So Geek. you're literally, this is uh, your first yeah mule deer backcountry type of style of public land get with your buddy and go in and try and kill a, a this buck. was my first mule deer hunt period okay well that that yeah i had no idea like he sits there and we're talking the first day and 
I, I think I asked him something like, so what do you normally do? He's like, I've never deer hunted before. Like, <laughs> and I was like, he's like, I don't even know what a big one. Like, he's like, I, I know what a big, big one looks like, but you see that two point right there? Let's go shoot him. He's like, I am in. I was like, no, you spent 11 points on this unit. You're not shooting that deer right now. I was like, uh-uh, I'm going. We had Tanner had to hold him back big time. I wish Tanner was here. He was shaking his head the whole hunt at us. Oh, well, man. And, 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 and let's be honest. Part of that is is the fact of experience. Here you are. You don't realize uh, the quality that is potentially in there. I know yeah. you guys actually were a little bit disappointed with what you saw, but but that's a good unit. Let's let's be honest. Yeah, no, it's that's, a good a, that's a top tier yeah. unit in Colorado. Ton of bucks. And so you get someone like Tanner, yeah, who Tanner was running camera for you along with Matt Horton, and um, and you end up going, and he's the he's the mule deer guy. I mean, he loves mule deer. He he dreams about mule deer. He's the guy that, uh, you know, when I'm judging a, a mule deer, I'm always going to run up past Tanner because, you know, it, that's that's his deal. Yeah. And you're wanting to shoot two-year-old bucks, <laughs> and he's like, nope, nope. I even saw one clip, I think, where you guys are looking. You're like, yeah, he looks good to me. And Tanner comes over, no. You can't no, shoot he's him. Too small. He's too small. <laughs> he's doing that the whole time. I'm like, dude, Tanner, I just want to put a stock on him. That's all I want to do. I just want to go after some deer. So what, was you, uh, what were your preconceived ideas of this hunt going into this again going into it first hunt here you are you show up to camp what are you thinking uh you know spot and stock that's what i was thinking um which really aligned well with my goals for deer hunting in the future as well while elk hunting it's it would be more of a spot and stock situation i i didn't know i don't know i just didn't know where we we're gonna find them I mean, I'd studied elk behavior so much, but n nothing about deer. Um, what excited you most, though? I mean, were you, the, the idea of getting on your belly and using topography and terrain totally. and, yeah. and vegetation and getting in there and getting into their zone. I mean, that's what I wanted to do. It had to yeah. be, be quite an exciting prospect for you. That's what it was for me. And, and honestly, it was like I could shoot anything. It didn't really matter as long as it was legal. And I would have been stoked. The, the, the stock is what was the most important part for me, 100%. Um, being able to get on my belly. I mean, I even that one stock on that smaller buck you guys were so upset i'm like guys let's just stop they're right there just, just let me go after them okay i want you to to walk me through the hunt okay let, so let, let's let's try okay. and go a timeline because i yeah i've been watching the footage guys mm-hmm you guys had a good time. Oh, man. I mean, there was... There I is, don't feel like you it's cannot... translated in the rough cut because we had a blast. We had so and, much fun. And part of that, of course, is is people who know television realize if you edit something, there's a lot that ends up on the yeah. editing floor that, that oh, could yeah. easily make mm -hmm. a show, but you, you only have 22 minutes. So yep. take me through. You get there Kay, first so. day. We drove there. We both got there. The plan was to get there around 4 o'clock. It took Tanner and I a little bit longer than what we thought, and we were pulling in about as it, as the sun was setting, and then we stopped and we were glassing. So we actually didn't get into camp until it was right at dark, mm -hmm. and it, it just started downpouring rain on us. And we're like, oh, man, is this an omen for how the weekend or the whole week is supposed and to be? And you still had to set up camp. We had to set up camp and stuff, so we set up camp in the rain, and 
went to bed, woke up the next morning, and it was colder than what we were expecting mm-hmm. too. And, but like we were, we were amped because this is August twenty fifth. I'd say uh, yeah, twenty fifth is probably when it opened. Something yeah. like that. Last yeah, weekend in August. Right. Yeah, two thousand eighteen. Two thousand eighteen. Yep. And and it was funny too because driving in, we're, we're driving through desert, sagebrush, flat, hot country, arid, and then all of a sudden you're getting up here, and right when we get to the, some pine trees, we're camping. This is a spot, and it's just this this super funny environment where it's just it's so cool. hot dry one, flat yeah. one mountain there that just comes up basically out of everything there were mm-hmm. two mountains and like we just camped about halfway up yep on it right off the road and so the hunt wasn't really it's not conducive to back country backpacking in we brought a ranger and a lot of our time was spent moving around on that ranger and then hiking out to a glassing point and glassing and just spending the time there glassing and then moving on and glassing and moving on and glassing. Yeah, it's so, all BLM, so it's not – doesn't make sense to necessarily be on your feet all day if you can cover some territory yeah. glass, cover some territory glass. And but that Ranger wasn't a godsend because couldn't imagine driving around a, oh, around in a truck, truck on all those. Truck would just beat us up, dude. Oh, brutal. But driving in, so we, we leave camp dark. Like, it's basically dark. And so mm-hmm. we're driving on this road and we – come across this it was a nice buck like right as the sun's coming up right at shooting light and there's yeah. this buck just standing there looking at us at 30 yards and eric is like get my bow <laughs> get my bow <laughs> and tanner's like no and i'm like hey there's better bucks in here because i was going off from that for what we were seeing he's actually a really nice buck um but from what i'd seen the year before i was like no nah, dude there's better stuff in here we're gonna see him all day long and we let him walk and then we got to the spot where we wanted to get set up and start Mm -hmm. glassing and there just wasn't as much sagebrush there as what we thought and from what i remembered so there wasn't as much feed there we glassed there didn't really spot anything other than a sweet elk shed i found the biggest elk shed i've ever found in my life which is only five by five and i spotted it before tanner i was super (laughs) stoked it was a good start to the hunt that's for sure yeah yeah i was i was thrilled i was like yeah we're gonna be doing this all day and then tanner of course goes in the shed hunting mode he's like like a dog tanner yeah backtrack a little bit we hike over there pick up this shed and he's like just going all (laughs) over the place like a hound dog just looking for that matching set we never found it but I'll bet he's already been back there shed hunting this year. We were talking about it. Yeah, I don't know if he's gone up there or not, but I would like to go up there still. Yeah, me too. I mean, if we're finding we were we found that shed from the road. Like I saw mm-hmm. it literally walking a foot off from the road and there's the shed right there. I pulled my glass up and I was like, Holy cow, that's a brown elk shed. And then he found a paddle too, right? Moose paddle. He, yeah, Tanner found a moose paddle. That was a, I've never seen somebody geek out so much because we're not in an area that's known for moose. And he it's this baby 15, 20 year old moose paddle and he's mm-hmm. just geeking out. It was cool. It was cool. There's there's just wildlife. I everywhere. thought he found like so a little pot of gold. He was so excited. <laughs> he's like bouncing up and down, like pointing. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was good. And, and it was fun just getting some time in behind the glass and start getting into hunt mode because after you travel for so long cover so much territory same thing as when you're hiking into a spot for elk it's like you kind of have to have something to switch your gears and get you in uh, to start hunting and warm it, you up warm you speak. up yeah, yeah. And, and no we didn't find anything there it was it was a good warm up and prep for the rest of the the hunt right but mm-hmm. coming out well, well on the way in we'd seen like the small herd of deer mm-hmm and coming out, then we saw them and we're like, well, hey, let's go put a stock on them because yeah. this is, really isn't the area we've been looking at to hunt anyway. So we we got close mm-hmm. on that one. Uh, we got to about 80 talk, yards. Talk, so you, you how, talk me through how you're doing this. You're on a high spot. You see them. Are you waiting for them to bed? Talk me through that. Yeah, so so 
that's what we were trying to do originally is we were looking around on high spots, kind of checking out for under the, the trees for deer. And I think I saw antelope is all, but um, for that first spot. And then we got back into the, the buggy and, and we took off a little ways and um, we were, were kind of cruising on top of a I don't plateau. Know, plateau right? yeah. yeah. And so we're, we're on top of everything. And just right off the, the edge a little bit, we see this herd of, herd of bucks. And um, sure enough, we're like, meh, let's go after them. But the thing is, too, like we all kind of knew that was a low odds situation. Um, deer on their feet moving around below us. So we can't put a, we don't know how they're moving. Like they just keep dropping off the edge more and more. And we're dropping off the edge after them more and more. You're almost chasing them. We're almost chasing them. They, right. they you know, the, the good thing was, of course, the wind was in our face coming up the hill. Um, it was also interesting because it was, what was it? These cedar trees. Yeah. And you know, there's not much for coverage. It's so easy to see movement through them, especially from the, the base area. But it's so hard to see a deer when they're stopped. Yep. So they can see us moving so well through there. And so when we're playing hide and go seek, trying to find these bucks, we'll find them 100 yards away, 150 yards away, whatever. Then we're okay, going to close the distance a little bit more. And they can... How close do we? I think we probably got within thirty-five yards at least. But yeah. they didn't come out until they were like eighty yards, yep. and it was too far for a shot. Then yeah, well, ended up yeah, we got close. Is, we were super close. I was. I had to come off this little rock lip, and as I was doing that, you know, I was I was being so quiet, and and you know, as so frequently happens, another rock. You, you shove a little rock to side and it was just like a little brush, but just enough. And I could hear them. Then they moved. Yep. If that like 30 ish yards away straight to my left. So I was almost passing them at this point. And then next thing we know, we see them popping out below us at, you know, 80 yards yeah. or so. Right. Just, alert. Just alert. To you oh yeah. Guys. Alert. Oh, yeah. They knew 100%. we were there. Yeah. They knew something was up. So, so that's your first stock. What, what were your thoughts after your first, I mean, was your adrenaline through just through the roof or, or, or did you stay pretty composed? Uh, I felt pretty composed on that first stock. It, we were just excited. We just were just happy, happy to be like, there. Hey, if yeah. we're seeing deer, like we, if we do this enough times, we're going to see it's going to come together. Like, it's yeah. going to happen because I mean, heck we, we knew going into this, this is a low odds, and we still got within 20 to 30 right, yards. Right. We're like, if we do this enough, it's going to happen. Yep. And so we were, we were pretty hopeful on that. And, and seeing the amount of bucks, and, and for me, like, I was so excited on how big they were. You and Tanner might maybe weren't, but I was, like, so pumped. I'm like, heck, yeah, let me after those guys. Um, and I'm like, yeah, if we're seeing bucks in this number already, first morning, here we go. Like, this is going to be a good hunt. So then the rest of the morning, we, uh, we drove around, we ended up going past camp to the other side yep. and that's where we set up. We were glass and I spot mm -hmm. the, what the buck that we called the trashy buck, right? Yeah. Lane has these the tree. eagle eyes. I have no idea how on earth a guy would spot this buck, but this buck is bedded in the shadow. And the only thing you could barely see were, was his, like his ear and a little bit of rack as he turned it. But I like unless you looked at this exact shadow under the tree for a solid five or six seconds, your eyes would never adjust to see that thing. Yeah. 
and that's why it was it was bright out it's bright outside and it's dark underneath the tree and if you're not looking at that you're not looking for the movement of like the ear twitch mm-hmm. or I mean, I know my father-in-law said that before he's seen them close their eyes, like he, he didn't even know he was looking at it. You just see an eyeball and you're like, oh, wow, okay, there's a deer. And yep. you just got to, he's got to be patient when you're glassing. And totally. So I spotted him and he was just in a bad spot for a stock. I mean, the wind was bad and he was underneath this tree. And if it was him and another buck underneath that tree, but then throughout that little hillside, there was some does and then some other bucks and does. So we would, there was no way we were going to get down to where he was without getting picked off. So we were like, all right, mm-hmm. we're just going to leave him. Um, and we're going to keep looking and which is so hard. Gosh. Oh yeah. yeah it was hard. Brutal. You had a hard time with that. You were like, we're leaving. <laughs> we're like, yeah, dude, this is, this is a no go. We're going to leave him for a different day. Yeah. And I, but I was okay with it just because I was able to trust you guys. We were already in other other deer, so I had a feeling there could be more. And and, and this is where my timeline starts to come together. But you remember that the first shot you got? Yeah. Was that that was, was that day two? Day two, I believe. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we'd been we'd been out going around cruising, yep. looking for bucks, seeing them, mm-hmm. and we finally we we get this we spot this buck moving but then we're pretty sure they're gonna bed down it was two of them right yep and they're up on the hillside and we're a long ways away we're like okay we're gonna set matt up here on the long lens yep me you and tanner are gonna come around and we're gonna come up this mountain and i don't like coming from below but there was no way with the wind we were gonna come from up top so right uh and it was weird because he was on his feet too yeah he was they were up feeding it was like middle of the day they were just getting up to feed but we're like okay they're not gonna travel far in this heat Mm -hmm. they're just gonna eat a little bit and then probably bed back down but yeah we wanted to go after him yeah totally i mean wasn't gonna miss that opportunity <laughs> uh and it was funny too because that was day two so we'd come back and glass that buck that you found the first day again and again we couldn't go yep. after him same same, same bad situation. situation and then we'd the lightning rolled in so we went in hid for some oh yeah we got forgot about that that was right before you went and did the shot huh mm-hmm. yeah so we had this nasty thunderstorm just start pounding us with lightning and rain and we were holed up for probably an hour yep and then you walked out to glass and that's when you found these bucks yeah I walked out to glass and found those bucks probably just getting a little excited from the cold temperature yeah walking around a little bit um and then sure enough they're in an okay situation but again it was like ah i'm just not used to those trees like where it's like they can see any movement they, they just they're so comfortable up there but it's so stockable too it's it's just yeah. so fun i love well, it the nice thing about this stock is we're stocking but then we're glassing matt yeah we're like are they still there and matt's like showing us bucks yep over here and so we're like mm-hmm. okay cool so we just keep going that was really nice to have that of just looking at mm-hmm. them hey they're still here and he was supposed to like call us off if they if they blew out and we didn't know it and so yep. it was nice to have that to know because i've had situations where i'm stalking by myself yeah and you don't have that spotter mm-hmm. and you're you get to where they're at and you're like oh man they must be gone and i had one with my wife and she was not happy because I was like, man, I think they're gone. And she's like, yeah, I think so too. And then she stands up and that buck pops out 20 yards away, right where we were looking yeah, and just gone. We're like, oh, well, screw that one up. <laughs> and I've had that happen to me so many times that uh, it, it's just nice to have that spotter telling you, right. yes, it's still there. He yeah. hasn't left. So our confidence was high. Confidence was high. Next thing we know, we're within 40 yards, right? It was so fast. Yeah. I mean, we're walking up this hillside 
and it feels like we're in the wide open. I don't know if it felt that way to you, but like we're in this sagebrush, sparse cedars kind of hanging around. And I'm like, if this deer just looks over here, he's going to see us. And all of a sudden we just Then stop. all of a sudden there we is. just stop. Boom. There he is. Um, and what was it? I, I think I ended up looking under the tree, looking past the, the bark there. And you can kind of see his antlers moving around. And I'm like, okay, there he is. I don't know how I'm going to get any, any closer. Um, I needed to move to the right to clear the branches on the tree. And all the while, like all he had to do is see, like look and he would have seen me move. There was nothing except for those thin branches blocking us at that point. Um, so I was kind of surprised and I'm like, he's going to see me any second here and arranged him. I think he was about 60 yards ish at that point. And, um, and I'm like, this guy's going to blow out any second, draw back anchor. And, and like, I don't know what came over me, but I just sent it. And like, <laughs> I wasn't even aimed on him. It was the worst shot of my just life. Just buck fever, dude. Total just buck straight fe- up, I'm straight like, up buck fever. And it's funny when you're stalking like that. So this buck was feeding, right? Mm-hmm. And had no idea we were there, but in your mind and our mind, we're like, oh man, he's going to, yeah. he's going to blow out. He's going to blow out. And so Any you just got to tell you, I, I think I even told you afterwards, like, dude, you, you could have like got we closer. You're like, no, no, he was right there. He knew we were here. We're he like, knew. No. Yeah. He was eating, dude. You were good. <laughs> no, I know. And, so much fun, man. And it, it wasn't even like a closer thing. Like I just, if I were 10 yards away, I would have missed him. It was a full on freak out. And just like, I can't handle this right now. We never even found your arrow. No. That's how far over it was. We're like, oh, we looked. We're like, oh, well, there's, it's gone. So, and he had moved in even like a worse position when I fired. And it was just like, I don't know, man, full on freak out mode. But we were just jacked. We were so excited. We're getting shots now. We went from getting close. Now we're getting shots. We're like, all right, the next one's going down. It's going to happen. And, and really that shot helped a lot too, to, to, calm the nerves and, and allow me to focus as well um and, and say okay no more like messing around like let's let's get we got a job to do let's get it done yeah and uh that that is what helped refocus me for for the next opportunities so then I, it was probably a couple hours later yep that we're setting up on the spot glass and we glass these bucks and there's a nice buck in there and two of them Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, like, I think we can go after these bucks, but then we keep glassing and off to the right is another set of bucks mm-hmm. and they have a nice buck in there yep. and it's, they're at the base of this plateau. So we get in the ranger and we drive around and the plan is, okay, we're going to go off after the ones on the right. And then if that doesn't work out, they're far enough away. They're probably not going to blow out these other deer and we'll just keep going down the ridge line. Yep. And so that's what we did. We moved around, probably drove in the ranger for 35 minutes to get to where we wanted to be in position. If we'd been hiking, it would have taken us a long time. And I should say also Tanner was barely excited about About either one of these deer. Yeah. (laughs) The the first ones we went after, he's like, okay, whatever. Like we could do that. And then the second group, he's like, no, not at all happening. (laughs) 
wasn't like had no interest <laughs> and in Eric's them. Like, oh yes, we are. <laughs> we're gonna go shoot these bad boys. I'm like, somebody pin this guy down. We're doing this. <laughs> it was awesome. So we get around and we start stalking and. Uh, Matt and I hung back. We sent you and Tanner up. And something, yeah. just something was up on those bucks. I don't think they heard us coming over the edge, but they were already up. They were already over up the edge. And looking around. So that was a pretty quick no-go. This is Pretty quick no-go. Yeah, it was like right when we got, what was it? Actually, I think they might have seen us when we were like 250 yards out or something. Yeah, something happened. A long ways they out just, where they're already kind of like, something's going on. They were iffy anyway, so we kind of yeah. scratched that pretty quick. Yeah, Matt we got and I close. Hung back. And, yeah. All right, so we we replanned. We're like, okay, we, four of us don't need to go up there. So Tanner and Eric are going to go up and yep. come over the edge. Matt and I are actually going to go around the side and see if we can kind of watch or glass any other deer. Totally. And so that's what we were doing. And so we had a front row seat watching this whole thing happen. Could you see awesome. that second group of deer? from where you were sitting where the one that you ended up mm -hmm. getting the shot at um we couldn't we couldn't really see the deer but we could see the tree oh right? gotcha. so we couldn't see that we couldn't actually see the deer but we could see the tree where we knew they were at where yep. we had the landmark so totally. seeing and then we couldn't see you guys come over the edge so we didn't see until right as you shot we couldn't see anything gotcha so yeah tanner and i are going and this is interesting if you guys have never experienced this like i hadn't but I'm walking around pursuing a deer and here's this dude behind me with this video camera, like <laughs> trying to be all quiet and stuff. I'm like, like what do I what's do? going on here? Like, what do I do with my hands? <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's, he, he's awesome. He's, he's super, he was so quiet. And that was the funniest thing. He's just like, here's this guy 30 yards behind me, absolutely quiet with the camera. And so that was an interesting perspective for sure. Um, so we get up there and we keep moving along the ridge until we hit our landmarks, uh, these trees that th the bucks were under. And, and it was kind of by this rock outcropping as well. And we're walking and I go into stealth mode um, and being very careful about every step. I'm stepping on these rocks, kind of shaly ground rocks, if you will, um, that make have potential to make some noise. So I'm taking very careful quiet deliberate steps um almost setting the rocks back down as my feet move off of them um, and then glassing every couple of yards as well because i knew they're going to be bedded i didn't want to all of a sudden come over a ridge and they're staring right at me bump out of there so i'm glassing constantly and and that was a, a really important thing i think because I, I would take a couple steps glass take a couple steps glass and boom, all of a sudden, under, sure enough, under the exact tree that we thought they were under, I see velvet. And it was kind of cool, too, because I'm like, oh, I'm not seeing velvet. I'm not seeing it. Where is it? Where is it? I, are, is this the wrong tree? Are they in a tree over here instead? And then finally, I'm getting so close, I see velvet. I'm like, okay, perfect. And I look back at Tanner with the camera behind me, and I'm like, okay, they're right there. And so Tanner comes up to me, so he's right at that position, and then from there uh i think i'm like i'm at 60 yards from the tree and i'm like great that's that's hilarious based off the last shot i just had and uh so then i cr start you know bending over and getting closer and closer until i get to a point where i see the velvet again and i'm, I'm basically on my knees and i would have to crawl to get any closer to him um and so so i get there 
I knock an arrow. I look back. There's a camera man still there. So weird. And uh, he hasn't gone anywhere. He hasn't gone anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I got stuff going on in front of me and behind me. And then. And how far are you now? I'm at 30 yards at this point. So it's in your wheelhouse. It's exactly where I want to be. It's it's prime spot, hundred percent. Are you getting the leg quivers? Are you no. getting the, any? So you're pretty calm. I'm so focused at this point, and it's it's kind of because only a couple hours earlier I had had that other shot on that that buck, and so I'm on on and feeling sharp, and like hey, this needs to happen, time now or never sort of thing, and so arrows knocked. Uh, I, I'm kind of getting comfortable because I don't know how long, how long I'm going to be sitting there until he gets up. And I, I'd rather not scare him to his feet. I would rather him get to his feet as a, on his own. Uh, the wind was s- steady in our face with those upward thermals midday. And in in my mind, I remember running through and almost doing trial runs for okay when he gets up here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna move my left leg here and not make any noise i'm gonna move my right leg here not make any noise pick up my bow and then put on my release um to the string and so so i was going through all the movements of exactly what i needed to do when that moment came so that i would be ready and i wouldn't have to think about it i could just go on autopilot and then sure enough i mean it was only I'd only gone through it mentally in my head a couple times and then all of a sudden he stands up just like that and it was perfect uh he stands up walks out just to the right of the tree and I'm, I'm going through the movements exactly as i'd planned you know put my left leg out my right leg out getting in a position angling up draw um, all the while trying not to do any excess movement as he when he's could potentially look my way um, draw and then get settled and and let her rip and and I was like boom they're done and I just remember watching it go in a little bit back not even a little bit it seemed like gut shot really um and I'm like what on earth you got to be kidding me and you know I knew it was a lethal shot but I didn't know what the next 12, 24 hours was going to look like. And it's just so frustrating. So from my angle, like we can see you coming to full draw. Matt's over here like freaking out because Matt's never been on a deer hunt like this. Uh-huh. It's his first real deer hunt. And he's just jazzed, just stoked. I'm like, calm down, buddy. It's going to be cool. But yeah, so he's just freaking out. He's like, this is sweet. And we're watching these other bucks down below us and stuff too. And we see, all of a sudden we see these two deer just pop out and bail down. And... There were some ridges and stuff, and I know I saw one deer. I, at one point, I saw two deer, and then at one point, I only saw one deer going away. Mm-hmm. And but we're glassing, but there was a ridge in between us. Like, okay, you guys sit there and you look. You can't see anything, but like we're just jazzed. We're like, yeah, he shot one. Something totally. happened. Because there over. were two bucks under that tree. Yep. And and I shot just the first one that gave me an opportunity. I it was like whatever. I think the other was a four point, uh, and this one was a three by four. Um, but I'm like, yeah, whatever I'm, I'm sending yeah. it. And he, he ends up turning and, and walking across me. Um, 
and and gives me an opportunity for another shot so i do take it uh and felt like it was it was a pretty good shot maybe a little low um and so right after that shot the second shot he jumps and i can't see him anymore and like literally jumps maybe five yards and i can't see him anymore and the other buck runs out as well and then i think that's the buck that's that you end saw. up seeing. yeah that's the one that we were watching down yeah and that's probably the shot that we saw because where the your first shot i do mm-hmm. remember that we kind of you know everything's a little fuzzy yeah but i do remember that that second shot coming through and then mm-hmm. then you guys are like sitting there looking can't find anything i remember remember you guys going down and looking at your arrow and looking at where you shot last mm-hmm. and where you'd seen and where you shot last but that's it you then you guys were like okay we're gonna back out we don't want to totally want to spook them yeah and it's such a thing after you send the arrow it's like uh, it's torture every single animal i've ever gotten has been that way oh yeah just if you, you don't see him if go you don't down. see him go down it's you just think the worst every time yep you're like oh great horrible um especially after missing that buck earlier in the day i was like you got to be kidding me like i this guy should be i should have seen him go down by now so we back out, we go around and, and, and catch back up with Matt and Lane. And you, you say what you saw and we're like, well, that's weird. Cause there are two of them. Yep. I mean, common sense would have told us that the one would have been up there still. Yep. And well, we were in this U shape Canyon and Matt and I were sitting in like the, the very U of it mm-hmm. and so you guys were on one edge so then you guys decided to hike around to the other side to where you could glass across yep and try to see see if you could find the buck there so that was our plan for the rest of the day i had some bucks below me some other deer and stuff and we're like we're not doing anything until we find this deer we're gonna just sit here and glass and that's what we did for a couple hours yeah. until it got dark and mm-hmm. right what was it I'd just say last you guys light. were right at last light yeah. i'm sitting there looking through the spotter just grid searching everything with with matt and i go matt there's the antler sure there's, enough, there's the antler eagle he, eye lane comes through and all i could see was just in this nasty brush pile was just this antler stood just this little section of velvet just mm-hmm. sticking out I was like that's velvet and matt looks at it he goes that's not an antler i was like that's an antler yep and then finally after we watched it for about five minutes then i saw him put his head down i was like okay that's the buck yep and it I don't know if it made it better or worse for the next morning for you <laughs> because I don't know how you slept that night. You know, it was just torture like it always is after, if, if, if you got to go through that stuff. It's, it's like, bad enough when you have to wait a couple hours to go look. Yeah. Leaving something overnight just sucks. Well, because we were hearing coyotes and stuff too. There oh, was yeah. a bear we saw earlier in the day. I forgot about the bear. Yeah. And so it's like we know there's all sorts of predators out here that could bump it. I mean, it, it went down right after that second shot is what we realized based on where it was. I mean, within 20, oh, I'd say 10 yards, 10 yards. Yeah. I mean, it literally took a jump and went down, but that brush was just so yeah. high. You couldn't see him where you guys were at and yep. you didn't want to go for it forward and push him. If totally. you guys had pushed him, who would have known what would have happened? Right? Exactly. So. Yep. And so it was, I was just so thankful that, that Lane, it's had, put some eyes on him. I mean, that was the huge relief. So I, I felt so much relief from that perspective. I'm like, okay, if this buck is still here, it means he is mortally wounded. He will die. I don't want to go push him anymore tonight. 
because he's been here for a long enough time without moving whatsoever. And within 10 yards of the second shot, like he wasn't feeling good. And so that gave me confidence that like the next, if we just let him overnight, let him, um, let him sleep it off overnight, then we were going to find a, a dead buck in the morning. But still, we're going back there the next morning, and, and like, I don't know, back of my head, you're like, well, maybe he's still alive, maybe he's still alive. And so so we walked in all carefully and quietly. Every, Lane's like, come on, man, I just want to go shoot a buck already. Oh, and, I was stoked, man. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm ready just in case he pops up as we as we get close. To, to put another arrow in him and we get up there and no he, he'd been he'd been passed for for quite some time at that point probably expired not too long after we we said goodbye to him that night before oh yeah um and that was that what a relief can't even tell you high fives all around and just so thankful that and it wasn't that bad of a pack to the ranger i mean it no was super s- easy straight up the canyon and yep then flat for a couple hundred yards and it was it was great yeah it was great so got, got it that on done, ice. got the pictures got the meat got everything out went back to camp took care of it mm-hmm. and then i hit the road to, you yeah. hit the road to go take care of the meat yep and you were coming back that night so yep. i think that day we went out we were glassing we found some i don't know if that's when we found those nice bucks like tanner found that really cool buck with mm-hmm. the crown and then um yeah, it, that, that was. That, I that came was back that night because you, you weren't there. When we came back, we're all jazzed up. Like we found these deer. Like totally. we found some great bucks. We're gonna, we're gonna go after them in the morning. And you brought back uh, some Mexican food that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that it was nice to one not have to come back and cook at camp. Yeah, but two come back and just crush some awesome Mexican food. <laughs> oh, nothing like a big old burrito. Oh yeah, in and camp. I so can't good. remember if that's night my buddy Dylan came up or not. Yeah, I, I have think a buddy so. Dylan that lives in Rock Springs uh-huh. that I've known since like we literally were in diapers together. Uh-huh. He just happens to live there, so he came down a couple nights and hung out and just good times hanging out in camp, having fun. And camp was so great. Then we, uh, yeah, that's when it was my turn and I started to put a little bit more pressure on myself on it. It was way easier when I was just, we're trying to get Eric a buck. (laughs) It was great. And so then we start. So how many days do you have at this point? Tuesday, Wednesday, Uh, Thursday? I think Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I had to be back to work on Friday. Gotcha. was the way it was looking. So we, uh, we just start crushing it and we saw those deer. The next day we couldn't really find them in a good spot. So we kept looking at some other ones, had a stock at a, uh, like we sat there and we stared at these bucks, like remember those baby bucks right off the road. Mm-hmm. And we're like, we're like, well, should we go after them? See, and, and like, in my I head, I'm like, Eric's dude, like, dude, go give, shoot that thing. He's yeah, a giant. Like, Let's how do are it. you not going and after I'm like, this no, thing? I, I had goals going into this hunt. <laughs> I wanted to, uh, at first, my wife has a nice buck on the wall. I wanted to, yep. I wanted to match her 175. Like that was my goal. And then pretty quickly with what we were seeing, I was like, I don't know if that's going to happen. I just want to match my biggest buck. And so looking at those bucks is like, they might match it, but they're not going to beat it. So I was like, no, we're not going to do it. And then I was like, ah, we'll try it. By the time I try it, they'd gone, they left. (laughs) So, and we just, we're having a hard, all we were finding was two year old bucks, man, two and three year olds, nothing in that four to five year old range, nothing in the six that we really wanted. And we just kept going and going. And then finally that, the second to last day we saw those bucks that we'd spotted in a great spot eric's back and we're i don't know ha- like we go all the way around to where we're a half mile away yeah this was really fun canyon. because we're 
they are like so far away and we're just watching them do their natural buck thing we're watching elk as well this is a huge elk unit they're bugling their heads off is that when we saw the uh mountain lions as well that's when we saw the mountain lions there was a it's like a herd of mountain lions there was four mountain lions a gaggle a gaggle of mountain lions a gaggle of mountain lions yeah it was awesome they were just is that what you call it? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, really? I say uh, lions, a pride? A pride. pride oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a pride. Like, I mean, there was four of them. It had to have been a mom with her two-year-old yep. uh, cubs because it was, I mean, they were full-size mountain lions. It was awesome. And they just are walking across. They, at one point, they stopped and three of them sat there and watched as the other one stocked up on this deer. Mm-hmm. It was wow. so awesome to watch. So cool. Yeah. And unreal. at the same time, we have these nice bucks that we're pretty sure are bedded too at the top uh-huh. of this nice peak and we're like all right so then th- we were on the south side and we moved all the way around like complete 300 opposite. degrees to where we were now on the east side of them or the west side of them to where on the west side mm-hmm. coming at them to where we had good wind and stuff you and matt set up and we're glassing but we couldn't see you guys at all yep and then tanner and i go in there and we got to I got closer than I thought, and it's so hard when you're putting a stock from that distance, and like you have these landmarks in your head from one angle, and then you get there and they look a little bit different. You're like, "Well, yep. is that my landmark?" Or, I got a little confused. I thought I still had 20 yards to go. Mm-hmm. Turns out I was 20 yards away from this buck. Dude, I that know. Was right so there. we're looking and I at have you. No idea. And they're sitting there freaking well, out. Right? I see Watching. Lane over top of this rock with his bow, and and you're kind of standing there pretty casually. Yeah, and I was. And the buck's right below him, and I'm like, ah, Lane, what? Just like, pay, like look right there. Yeah, and all of a sudden this buck pops up and blows out. I'm like, oh, and then another nice one gets out, and he's just walking across, and like we totally blew it. Didn't happen. Um, it sucked. I mean, I, I had it, the one that like wasn't sure I was there and I drew back and I took a shot and as I'm taking a shot, the other ones must have seen me draw back because mm-hmm. they started to just walk off and then he, as soon as I shot, he started walking too and it was just a clean miss and it was just yeah. devastating that I'd been hunting for five days, finally have a chance and I just And those were big bucks too. They were Fully nice approved they by were, Tanner. Yeah, Tanner was in on them. There, it was... Uh, I blew it. It was it was awesome. Oh, it was so it was awesome. cool though seeing it all. Did you get that on film? Yeah, that's on film. Okay, that's all on film. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then and so you shoot, miss, and then all the bucks blow up. Yeah, then they're just gone. Yeah. Oh, it was it was and just it was so epic because Matt and I are over here watching under right. the long scopes the whole thing unfold. Like Tan, like Lane. Lane Tanner up here, Buck's right here. Right. We got we'd spent so much time getting in position and being in the right places, and yep. everything was done exactly right. It just was like so close. And it wasn't a hail mary shot. I'm completely comfortable yep. with that shot at that yardage, but it was just they were at high alert, and when they saw me drop back, it was just nope. They yep. they, they weren't sticking around anymore. Right. And mm-hmm. dang it. So then. Then I'm really fit. I'm like, I just blew it. I'm in the dumps. I'm like, oh, I suck. This is horrible. And so then we're going around, going around, and um, we put a stock on one set of bucks that ended up not being there anymore by the time we got there. And then we looked at this other spot. And then finally, we're like, we see this buck in this in this area. And we're like, if we come up this chute right here, we can get him. Yep. And so we're going up this chute, and next thing you know, we're 40 yards away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... But we had no cover. We were right in the <laughs> wide open sage. You and Matt were a little bit far back, and yep. we were talking about you popping up the the, the, the cow decoy, yeah. But we're like, no, we're not going to do that. 
Like, let's um, just see how this see how plays, this plays out. out. Yep. And, and it's funny because, like, deer were popping up everywhere at yeah. that point. It was yep. crazy. They're coming out of the woodwork. And, but sure enough, this one buck is in this perfect spot to just sneak right up there, or so we thought. Yep. And and Lane just sneaking in there, and he's like, yeah, man, come along. I'm like, well, what do you mean? I'm just going to watch. Um, but it was so cool coming in and, and seeing all that unfold and so just we get up there we're 40 there. yards away and this buck just we have nothing behind me and tanner and this buck and tanner's right behind me this buck just turns and looks at us and i was like oh dang it <laughs> and i'm stuck i'm crouched i can't draw back perfectly silhouetted like i'm just uh, everything's perfect like we're just sitting there frozen we're frozen for about two minutes and then tanner goes just stand and shoot i was like I just hear him behind me, just stand and shoot. I'm like, all right, in my mind, like, I'm jacked, so I'm not thinking the way I should be thinking. And so it's like, okay. And I stand, and I rip that bow back so damn fast. Tanner goes, you scared me. <laughs> He's like, when I said draw and shoot, I thought you meant – I meant – stand up slowly as you're drawing yeah. so he's curious and shoots he goes you pounce like a mountain lion <laughs> it was I was so like, oh yeah funny. i guess i got a little carried away we and were laughing thing, so hard i think they didn't let me get my bow back before he <laughs> ran away man it was tanner's like you scared the hell out of me <laughs> like, i was not expecting it that was like that was a nice buck too it was, that a was nice a, buck, and i don't know yeah. what he spotted with us because when he's turned and started staring uh-huh it just had to have been he it was his spot and he knew that sagebrush looked different because yep. we weren't moving. The wind was perfect. There was mm-hmm. no, we weren't making noise. He just, something looked wrong. So he was just staring there looking at us. And I normally in that situation, I just sit there and wait. And I'm like, well, if he blows out, he blows out. Or yeah. he's going to go back and feed at some mm-hmm. point. But then when I had, I was like, it's a good idea. <laughs> and I just didn't think it through <laughs> as far as the stand and shoot. <laughs> because I probably could have stood up and he probably would have been like, huh, he would have gave me a shot. But instead. Uh, but it was yeah. so much more rewarding getting an amazing laugh out of it. <laughs> oh, man. It was we were, just and was hilarious. Funny. We were just laughing about it afterwards. That was the best part. He was like, dude, you're like a mountain lion. <laughs> so you, you missed a, a good I buck. Did, I missed the good buck. And then, then later that day. And then, we, then that buck comes out and you. No, this, no, this is a completely like oh. six hours later. Yeah. Okay. We but put that a same stock day. up a gun, yeah, yeah, up this like and just open sagebrush, but it just happened to have this little washout that gave us enough cover that we mm-hmm. could crawl in there, and we got in. It was awesome. Oh. The amount of bucks in this unit, if you're, if you just like go hunt there, if you just want to shoot, if you just want to see bucks like, uh, everywhere, you, bucks everywhere every day. Mm-hmm. It was awesome, and that I mean that's kind of what we you know, what, at yeah. the end where right. I was trying to hold out a little bit, but. So then um, the last morning, we're like, we're just hunting for the morning. Yep. And we relocate the trashy buck, but then we located this buck that got Tanner excited. Oh, and wait. No, no, no. The last morning? What? Did did, didn't did we have another decoy stock in there too? Oh, yeah. We did have. There was one point. It was starting to get dark, and there was this deer out, in the, out with some antelope in the wide open. I mean, like just, maybe one inch of vegetation on the ground. Right. So open, flat. Open, yeah. Open. Straight up buffalo grass like yeah. nothing and we're like well it's almost dark let's pop that cow decoy up and see what <laughs> happens and i that thing like we were, we're sitting there we're giggling and we're going closer and then we start getting closer and then we're like we're like a hundred yards away the, we were a hundred yards away from this deer and these antelope and they just do not care yeah and then we're 70 yards away and he's like the, the deer's looking at us and the antelope don't care at all 
And then when we got to about, what was it, 65, about, that's yeah. when he just starts walking away. And so at that point, he's just keeping about 100 yards distance yep. between himself and this weird-looking cow that's <laughs> giggling like a bunch of little girls. Because we're like, I can't believe this is working. <laughs> we're just sitting there laughing, and Tanner's behind us laughing. It was a great stock. It was, it was so much fun. Those were a couple and of big bucks, poor though. Matt, we're like, hey, right, hey, just stay back at the 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 ranger because we don't think this is going to work out he's like shit you think and so he actually <laughs> drove off to get some cell service and to try and get a different angle and he was like i can't believe you guys got that close i know it, <laughs> it was, was awesome. amazing it was so cool that yeah, was fun that was that was probably one of the most memorable stocks oh dude, dude we were just laughing the whole time it, it was, was great. so crazy it there was were so three cool. of us behind this cow decoy three men behind this cow decoy Sneaking in on these bucks. It was awesome. And then Tanner starts mooing, and it was like. Oh, yeah. Then we mooed. After, like. <laughs> after he was like, right. Well, we got to sell this right after he's, like, walking away. And so we start mooing. Yeah. That's when. We're like, we got to be real convincing now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys. It was awesome. So then the last morning, we reloc- relocate Trashy Buck, and he had rubbed now. Yeah. But then there was a really nice bucking with him. Mm-hmm. And he gets down. He beds down. Trashy's milling around. All of a sudden, they pop up. And that trashy buck charges down the hill. And we're like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And he actually was charging this coyote that was yep. coming up on him. It was awesome to so watch. So cool. Well, then instead of bedding down, they start moving around. So then it's another hour. Mm-hmm. They bed down again, and that damn coyote comes back again. And this time, they're bedded in this perfect spot for us, right? And we're like, mm-hmm. son of a... And then they start walking up this gut, and they get to where they're about 120, 130 yards away from us. And we're like, mm-hmm. I cannot believe they're going to bed here. Yeah. And that stupid coyote came back again, and they just ran away circled around and then they bedded 300 yards away and all of them were on the side of the hill where I would have had a perfect spot to stock and then this stupid little tiny buck goes across the ridge and spots that's up yeah. just staring at us if that buck had not been there we could have stocked within so 40 close. yards of these bucks without them knowing we were there right. but instead that little guy's like is sitting there like okay we know it's going to be a problem this is I have two choices here I either shoot one of these bucks on camera or I'm going to come back by myself without on camera and it's not going to be as like you got a choice. Do you want to shoot a really big one like without the camera and that's what I could have come back and done or am I mm-hmm. going to shoot one on camera? But these ones were nice. I mean, this is the, this is the biggest buck of the trip. Yeah. And so I was like, this is the win-win just except for I'm running out of time. So I mean, you had to leave by before noon. I was supposed to be leaving at noon so I could get back, get everything set up and be at work the next day. So we... We get up there, we're 100 yards away, and that little buck just stands up and starts looking at us. And I was like, son of a... And I just look at Tanner, I was like, it's go time, dude. And he's like, I was like, it's now or never. We're going to get up, we're going to get a shot at this buck, or it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And he was like, all right. So I got 65 yards away, that buck stands up and walks out, and then he's sitting there at 70 yards just sitting there looking at me staring and I have this nasty crosswind and I pull back, I put on him. I'm like, I can't do it. I can't, I can't wound this. Yeah. This deer. yeah. He knows I'm there. Mm-hmm. There's it, too this, many variables. This wind is crazy. Yeah. I was like, there's just too much here. And I saw, I just let down and they blow out and I pick up my glass. And as I was stalking, I'd spotted this other, the smaller buck off to the left. Yeah. And I pick up my glass and I look at Tanner and I go, Hey, that buck's still there. He was like, what? I was like, yeah, let's go shoot him. And he was like, well, he's little. I was like, yeah, I can either shoot a little one on camera 
or I can come back and shoot a big one. I was like, let's just go shoot one on camera. I'd rather have that. And re- like for me, mm-hmm. it's just as cool for me to be stocking up on stuff. Like, I, you know, sweet, let's go shoot them. Mm-hmm. So he was like, all right. And that stock took about five minutes because with where he was at, we got in this little gut. The wind was in our face. And I walked up to where I was about 30 yards away and then crawled to where I was like 20 yards away. It's crazy because Matt and I are on the glass again watching all this go down and we see the bucks bust out of there. And then we figure your guys are just going to stand up and walk back. But you're still in stealth mode and you pull like a little turn and start angling down this other direction. We're like, is there another buck in there? They going to get after a buck? And it was just so perfect. And Tanner's Tanner stays ten yards behind me. I pull, I get to within twenty yards, and I'm like, "Okay, dude, you got to get up." But his head was behind the sagebrush so perfectly that he had no idea. And so then I just start walking. I get to where I'm about twenty yards, draw back as he stands up, and right when I'm putting my pin on, I'm squeezing back. He runs out. I'm like, "Oh!" And I go, "Bop, uh-huh. bop," and he's like what's that he stops and looks back and i rush my shot and on camera you can actually hear me say oh shh and i made a i just i shot him too far forward than what i thought and so i know i smack him and the first thing goes through my mind is i just made a marginal shot on a deer i need to be home to go to work tomorrow yeah and now i'm gonna be stuck in this deer and i was like and thank god i was shooting what i was shooting on that broadhead that just had that huge cutting diameter and i I cut a vein and he gets up on the hill and I just see blood just pumping. Like, I mean, pumping, pumping out. out of this animal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he starts going around and turn back. I look at Tan. I'm like, he's going down. <laughs> I, I just, I went from a high of I'm shooting to a low of, I just made a bad shot. Yeah. To, oh, there he is. And he goes down. And I was oh, like, man. did that just happen? It was, and you guys Such are up on the world. hill. We're like watching Whoa! the whole thing. Like what? It like, was so awesome. This deer came out of nowhere, and we do. We see him bump up, and when you take the shot, we see him standing there, and we're like, where'd this buck come from? And then we watch him just go right up, and-, and It was so awesome. That was yeah, it, It was yeah. great. I yeah. forgot I was on camera for a second, though, because it's like, oh, shoot. <laughs> Only something else. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Trevin's like, yeah, no. Yeah, I'll have to edit that out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah just try just edit out the bit, have me just go, oh, yeah, just make it oh. maybe like I'm excited, except for it's a oh, and I I thought I just screwed the pooch on it, and then he goes up and just goes down in a matter of yards. And, um, yeah, it was it's crazy. It was a great end of the hunt, and so then instead of leaving at noon, I think we pulled out at like six o'clock, and I got home really late, and I got, we I got home at one a.m. and I went to bed and woke up at four and went to work. <laughs> so that's the hunting but it was life. Awesome. That, that's an amazing story. And of course, I feel like I have an insight because I've been sitting, uh, working on some of this footage um, and seeing it. So all of these things start to make sense. Now I see the perspective from you guys. But wrapping this whole hunt up, mm-hmm. Eric, I'm going to throw it to you. Your first mule deer hunt. Yeah. Sum it up for us. How did you feel? Of course, you missed one. You you hit, hit hit one a little bit marginally. You were able to get another arrow in him, and he did. You did recover that animal. Yeah. Talk me through some of those emotions. Oh man, it, it's it's the same thing that got me into hunting in the first place. You know, being terrified out there, camping by yourself, all these, being scared of the lightning coming after you, the heart beating like crazy. You're, you're so excited and then you're just devastated 
you get this insane roller coaster of emotions where you're just it, it's all going great and then all of a sudden the, the animals are gone then the animals are there and, and then you're able to stock one and then the stock blows and you're sad and, and then you don't you can't find them anymore and then all of a sudden here they are and you can stock them again and, and you put a good shot in and um and then you wonder like is it going down where is it you know and it's just this what went through what what, what went through your mind when you shot that buck and you did you shot him back Mm-hmm. And you kind of look back at the camera and there's, talk me through those emotions. Cause you can see there's definitely emotion on your face. Yeah. Uh, and, and I can only oh, assume what it was. Talk me through what you were feeling. It was, it was, you know, here we are. I just missed a buck that I, I should have gotten. Um, and you, I'll be honest. I watched that footage. You weren't even close. No, it, like that's what I mean. I could have been ten yards, and I would have missed that buck. Um, there, there, it was a full-on buck fever situation, like I'd never had before. And and so then to come back, and here's this buck at thirty yards, which is as easy of a shot as it gets. I I was like mentally ready and and well prepared. Everything was perfect and then to see that arrow go in back of where it should have was just devastating it's like all the work i put in all the practice time all the all the time getting ready for the hunt all the stocks the the 11 years of waiting for a tag all of it and to potentially have to draw it you know punch a tag on a a deer that you don't recover even and and to not know what happens to this buck i mean even if i didn't recover him a coyote would have found him or you know he would have been eaten i realized but um just after all the effort and, and that's gone into it and the planning and, and effort on lane's part and tanner and matt being there and everyone working so hard for it and scouting and um to then at the moment of truth like blow it i mean what well, that one wasn't a total blow but to be 10 yards left of where i or 10 inches left of where i was wanting to hit him it was just frustrating and disappointing and um i i just disappointed myself in that moment and uh felt but bad you, for the buck that I, I i blew it but you didn't quit didn't quit no, uh, I, I I was thankful for the opportunity that second shot. Neither buck knew what was going on. They still like they, they walked off, um, and so thankful for that second shot as well, because it, it ended up what it did is it hit right below the vitals and broke its leg, which is why it couldn't move from where I shot it. I mean, it jumped and then landed and stayed there stayed there but when we recovered the buck something as it i shot it must have turned a little bit because it went in left and it came out perfect so it it had hit the lungs well um which i didn't know i I didn't at the time know that where it came out angled when you shot right um had i known that i probably wouldn't have been as disappointed um but but it's just so frustrating. I mean, we wait 
not only all year for this and we plan and we work and, and spend so much money and effort and energy on it to have it blown in that moment is devastating and um it, it's just motivation for for being better motivation for this year yeah because now exactly. we're gonna do this uh we're gonna do this again baby mm-hmm. only in utah yep yeah and trevin's gonna be there hunting it'll be fun and it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun camp it's gonna be so fun but but there erica i can't help but think the roller coaster of emotions you had because you went from that low of lows to lane spotting <laughs> that bucket last light and probably yeah. doing the smart thing letting him lie you ran the risk of a coyote coming in yeah but you but but you get you found him the next morning found and him, yeah. he's fine the meat's fine he nothing went to spoil and boom you end up on the highest of highs totally I was because so high this is bull hunting it's a full yeah. contact sport it's a blood sport mm-hmm Something has to die for you to be successful. Right. Um, I don't think the adventure has to be successful and something has to die mm-hmm. for, for the adventure to be successful. But I right. do think for you to put meat in your freezer, yeah. something has to give its life. And you have to take it. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to apologize for that. And so people say, well, what about this? What about that? What about, uh, you know, you didn't, you shot him back. You know what? To all those naysayers, I say, it is what it is. I'm proud of you for sticking with it, first and foremost. I'm proud of Lane for waiting to the last day. Yeah. And you know what? He didn't get that one buck he wanted, the big buck, but he still had that. We got it on film. It's on the show. Mm-hmm. It's going to make a great episode because it's relatable. Two buddies yep. who meet, sitting in a booth at the Archery Trade Association, <laughs> make a plan, and then you guys went out, and you had yeah. a great adventure. So much fun. And it, it speaks so much to the camp, just being together with, with great people it makes it so rewarding being out there right well i have to say thanks to lane thanks to eric for for sitting down with me to talk this over it's been such a fun thing for me as i go through the b-roll and and uh, and the hunting footage and and start to try and capture this adventure in 22 minutes it's really hard i know i mean in a way, I want to try and push it to two episodes, but the problem is you also lose some of that momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't know where we're going to be there yet, but we're working on the show now. And so I was like, we well, didn't get a podcast on this. <laughs> Let's sit down. I need to hear it out of you guys' mouth how it went down. So it was pretty exciting. Thanks. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on and thanks for, for doing the show with The Hunt. I mean, it was, it was an incredible experience and uh, I, I will never, never forget it. If you could say, so here's there's somebody else just like you. This is their first mule deer. What would you leave with them that you've learned from this hunt? Just keep after it. Be out there and hunt. You, you can't get them unless you're putting on a stock and, and being out in there with them. Yeah, that's great. I, I, I think you can't be afraid to make mistakes. Yeah. Totally. Sometimes you're going to blow a stock. That's the way it goes. Yeah, I look at bow hunting's a game of numbers. Mm -hmm. You need a certain number of stocks for one to work out. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thanks, as always, for listening. And we want to encourage you, go out, find your wild. That might be the Rocky Mountains like we have in our backyard. It might be your grandpa's back 40, whatever it is, you know, if you're in the Midwest. Find that wild place and embrace it. Mm -hmm. God bless, and we'll see you down the trail.